0: Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of Finding My Voice. And today I will be answering a question I got from a listener, a friend of mine, uh, after having heard my previous episode. And uh, she asked me uh, how, what it was like coming out. And well, I came out a lot of times to a lot of people and it was different. And I think that's what she meant. Uh, she wanted to know the different reactions I had. And that's a good question. Um, I'm going to see if I can list them all here. Uh, I've, I've already spoken about some. The first person I came out to, apart from, you know, some people on the internet that, you know, I, w- I was never in danger of ever meeting. So it felt safe and secure. I'm not saying other people like are scary monsters, but, you know, even, even good friends... Do feel scary when you're in the closet and you know, don't know what's going to happen. And you are about to find out why. Uh, well, the first one I actually like came out came out, came out to, uh, as I've mentioned before, is Hannah. I don't think I've always mentioned her name, but I did ask her now. So she's okay with using her first name. She's the one I came out to somewhere around 2012 or 2013. She's the one that invited me to the New Year's party in Denmark. Um, so yes, um, that was... That was lovely, because uh, I, she was talking to me about identities and about, you know, memories and things like that. And I noticed that she was starting to sound curious. So I eased up on my hiding, kind of hoping she would discover. And later on in the conversation, she just asked have you considered that you might be a woman? And um, yeah, I just didn't run into my dark cave wardrobe closet. <laughs> I actually nodded. And well, it was over the phone, so I sure did nod, but yes. I came clean and came out to her and she was excited. Uh, Hannah's always been on the forefront of, you know, human rights activism and things like that. And she was very happy for me. And she said she did not suspect previously, but now looking back, um, a lot of things make sense about our our relationship before. Um, and now we had a conversation just the other day and now she's counting up even more things. Remember that time? I remember that time. I remember that time. And it's like a lot of times that, now, in retrospect, we all think, yeah, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> she actually said it outright to me the other day that, oh, come on, you weren't hiding very well. <laughs> I was trying my best, but yes, no, no she's right. She's right. Uh, that's That's an interesting thing we're going to get to, because, yeah, a lot of things about who I am has always been obvious, but it's just a thing that people don't want to think about. Anyway, the next person I came out to, I was feeling... I was on a bit of a high after Hannah. And so I decided to come out to another friend like quite shortly after. And um, she was someone else who is part of a minority. And um, I thought, well, she's got to be safe. I also found out recently that a friend of hers had come out as trans. So I thought, well, you know, I'm going to ride this wave. This should be fine. and i started talking about their friend and she was just very like cut, very short not, don't want to talk about that person um and like okay and then i started talking about identity and she started started like going on fairly turfy rants which shocked me she was like one of the le- last people i would ever thought be transphobic, but yeah, she was super transphobic, and I had I was like, I was seconds away, not at least minutes away from coming out to her uh, when I realized that my gosh, she really hates trans people. Like she she's she's one of those who would not say I, I don't hate them. It's just everything about them is wrong. That that's kind of thing. Like she had lists of why why they should never transition and. And why you know, and why why trans women should never have be, be considered women and that kind of thing. Like, well, let's call them what they want. Just just play along, you know that kind of thing. Just saying that their ident- our identities aren't aren't valid. And that she, she I, didn't, I did not actually have time to come out to her. I was just about to when this happened, and it shocked me, like. There's a lot of people in my life that I don't know. I didn't know about how how would, good they would handle it. Some I was sure would handle it poorly. But she was one of those I was certain would be good. And this happened. That was terrifying to me. All of a sudden, nothing was certain. I had already come out to Hannah, so I was certain about her. But I could not be certain about anyone else now. And um, that messed me up. It made me run back into the closet. So, Hannah was for a long time the only one that was around me. Like, there were people on the internet to know, but uh, other than internet people, Hannah was the only one who had the privilege of knowing who I was for many years uh, because of that event. So, yeah, um, everyone says, people, just, just. Be gentle with people around you, because you can really mess us up. I had already waited way too long, and because of that, I waited five more years before trying to come out again. And gosh, almost five, possibly five, I can't remember exactly, but around that ballpark, that was terrible. Um. So yeah, it can go poorly. But eventually, uh, eventually, as you know, I... I I got past it uh, and the third person was someone in a role-playing group this was interesting because I had recently moved to Gothenburg and um, and joined a new group from a Facebook group like a local group that wanted to play Simba room and at the time I had never never played Simba room before so I joined the group and we uh, chatted in messenger for a little while uh, to create characters and such and one of them came out straight away, well, she uh, just, well, she, she was already out, one of them was a trans woman, and she said straight up, just so everyone knows, I am a trans woman, I just don't want any nasty surprises in any of you, because of this, and, you know, she wanted, she put the cards on the table, and, yeah, we were all supportive, some were a little bit like, I don't know how to explain it, um, well, sis. Support without not ignorant support, kind of. Well, the thing is, like I did my best to be welcoming and 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 assure her that um, I would never tolerate anyone, you know, stepping on a minority, that kind of thing. And some others in some cis people in the group started kind of criticizing me for doing it. It's hard to explain. Uh, but, yeah, but what, you're okay with the pressing uh, majorities then? Like, that kind of thing. And, like, I don't think trans people want this kind of support. Like, that kind of thing. And just, what, what's happening? Uh, but she, the trans woman in question, reached out to me and made, wanted to make sure that I was okay. Um And she said, I did appreciate what you said. Um, which meant a lot. Because, of course, I know what it's like being trans, of course, but I wasn't... I wasn't experienced in coming out or being out at the time. So, yeah, I had, I did have learned to do, but at the time, I still think I... Now, I do still think I said the right thing. And some people just assume they know better than they do. but because they didn't know I was trans, they thought they were automatically at the same level. Uh, you should always be ready to learn, I guess. But, yeah. Um, and it didn't take long. Once I had become friends with her, I eventually said... You know, um... Me, too. <laughs> I'm trans, too. Um, and uh, she was excited, and she invited me over for, uh, like, a makeover session, and she was excited to help another trans woman. She she was early in her transition, but she had come out, and I think she's been, she had been diagnosed at the time. Yes, I'm pretty sure she had. Um, and eventually, I came out to the rest of the group. Um... They were new people. I think I had only played with them once without being out because uh, it happened so fast. And this this happened because a trans woman reached out her hand, someone I could meet and, and hang out with that had come out and was living her life. And really bad things had happened to her when she came out, but she was still here and she was still doing her best and she was still wonderful that made me feel like maybe i can do this it didn't it didn't speed up so much but it's started happening now i felt like yes i can do this and around this time i was around in the role playing uh circuit in gothenburg i did run into other trans people and i spoke to them and i noticed yes we exist in the world Um, because I, I had previously lived in a smaller town where that kind of thing is, you know, not that common and hidden when it, when it happens. But this really made me feel a lot more secure. So that's, that's why I like helping other trans people because I needed that help and I got that help. I wish I'd gotten it sooner, by the way, but never Uh, then of course there was the thing I talked about in like two episodes ago when, um, uh, when someone mistook my character name for my name and just assumed I was trans because of that and asked me about being trans and I was confused. And then it turns out, oh no, you saw my character name. Oh no, that's okay. That's not okay. You shouldn't believe I'm trans because of that, but I am trans. <laughs> I asked her to keep quiet about this, but that was funny. And that was an accidental coming out. Uh, and then the the real magic happened. Um, when I replied to a, um, uh, a message uh, of a role-playing group needing a replacement player, and uh, that was the Westmark group. That's a long story. I'm not going to do it all here, but it was a really, really, really magical time when I came out by accident, and it was just an explosion of phenomenally wonderful chain of events. Did that sometimes make sense? Oh, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> and um, just listen to episode two. Pause here and go listen to episode two if you haven't, because that was amazing. I came out to that group and that event strengthened me. Now I felt I am ready. It didn't go fast yet, but now it was definite. I think I had recently, just just months ago, just months earlier, I had applied for the dysphoria, gender dysphoria investigation. Uh, but now things were happening. Now things were definite. Now I knew I'm never going back into the closet. I was still not completely out, but I had decided I can live like this. The ones I lose, I lose. But the ones I gain are better. Uh, so I started talking to some online friends. Uh, well, no, actual friends that I co- I've had contact with online. I just moved city. So a lot of my real-life friends, I was mostly in digital contact with, um, I started with the the women, because I don't know why, it just seemed more secure, and to, to give the men credit, I have had very few negative uh, experiences uh, with the coming out aspect, uh, there are other aspects I have negative experiences with before coming out, like mansplaining about trans people and that kind of thing, but the men I came out to uh, handled it well, uh it was just a little interesting that I, after I started, you know, uh, becoming more confident, I started having fun with it and started, like, asking a series of questions, like almost a quiz, like, how, what can you figure out? And I was leading them on. <laughs> um, I, I remember specifically the boyfriend of, of one of the women that I came out to, <laughs> I... I was chatting with her as I was also uh, chatting with him, uh, trying to get him to figure me out without me saying it, and I also, at the same time, (laughs) chatting with her to see his reactions. I was having fun with it, because I really thought, I really had no idea that people find it so difficult to just take that leap. Maybe this person is trans, and in a way, that's good. I guess you shouldn't out other people, but... The, the, the wall of separation was so big. Just like, like I said with Hannah earlier, she said she would never have figured it out on her own. But now that she knew, things made sense. But there's something stopping us from, from making that leap, from imagining that our friends might be trans, which is sad if you think about it. Uh, but yeah, like two people that I was doing this, this quiz thing eventually i just had to straight out tell them like i i couldn't have made it any more obvious and they were still like wait what does this no what huh? one of them was like oh are you going to be in a play where you play a woman i was like oh my gosh like eventually like i i really just had to say say it flat out even after i've given them so many obvious clues and i don't i don't think they are stupid people i just think there's something Something in our minds. I hope it's protective that they don't want to out people and don't want to step on toes, but it feels also like they feel like accusing someone of being trans is a horrible accusation, which is kind of hurtful. You know? Um. Um. Yeah, I, I know they didn't mean it like that, but it's interesting nonetheless. So, uh, after that... Oh, yes, there was another accidental coming-out story. Uh, I had played for about a year or a year and a half in a very large group, uh, role player, a group of role-players playing Forbidden Lands. And we had kind of like an, an approach that was kind of like the West Marches, but not really. Um, I'm not going to explain what the West Marches is, I'm just going to explain what we did here. We had a group of like varying between like 9 and 15 people, but every session was a one-shot with four players. And so we had a system where people could I can do this Tuesday, I can do this Sunday, and that kind of thing. And people who had played the least lately were had like um, priority. And that way we had a story going, and we had a Discord server where we talked about what characters do between sessions. And we built like a little community of different characters starting to know each other. That was pretty wonderful. And a friend of mine um, that I uh, that I trained Aikido with. Uh, well, actually, I met her uh, in this game, and she she invited me to Aikido. That's right. Um, but we decided. I just asked this friend boy once to create a, a bond with a pre-existing bond with our characters, and we did. We created um, two characters that were childhood friends, but have gotten separated and were looking for each other because we couldn't be in the same sessions in the beginning. That was quite nice. Uh, I played a half elf called Tiriana, who was a uh, scald, which is like that uh, that game's version of Bard, um, and um, and I think uh, Vidval, which is her character, was a male. Uh, ranger or hunter. So, um, okay, I'm going to get back to this role-playing story um, because this I'm talking about coming out now, but I'm going to get back to this afterwards because this is quite fun, too. Um, but yeah, uh, we had finished that campaign uh, and a, a while later, Hannah contacted me and she was going to go to a concert in Gothenburg, where I live, And wanted to know if I wanted to come along, and yes, I did want to come along. This would be the first time I was out as myself in Gothenburg, which was quite amazing. Uh, Scary, super duper scary, uh, but it was great. And, And then we were going to go to the apartment of a friend of hers and change and put makeup on. And get ready for the concert and because he was working I think she had been given his key so we could go there before him This mystery friend of hers and we did uh, we go there we uh, do the makeup thing We we get ready for the concert and then her mystery friends comes home and It's one of the people from the Forbidden Lands group And <laughs> I'm like oh uh, Hannah started introducing us, and I'm like, yeah, we've met. Um, funny story. <laughs> he was flabbergasted, but he had an overall positive reaction, and he was very proud to find out uh, who I am. Um, that was a lovely experience, but it was just... <laughs> it's, Gothenburg's a not It's not a small city, and for her mystery friend that we were going to go home to... To change. For that to be someone I've played role-playing games with. That was a big fluke. <laughs> and it did... When, when I saw him come through the door, my heart did kind of almost jump out of my throat. <laughs> but that was a moment. I I, I was with Hannah. And a, Hannah is very safe, a very safe person to be around. And that was great. Uh, so that was funny. Um, and after that, I actually came out to... The uh, to the whole role-playing group. Oh, yeah, and by the way, the interesting timing, because um, the girl who plays uh, the person that my, uh, that was my character's uh, childhood friend, I had just sent a message to her coming out as well, because I, I found she was secure. So the same day, they-, they both found out, so then I just thought, all right, the whole group. I told the whole group, and that was good, too. Good experiences all around. Uh, and then uh, Hannah suggested to me that I come out to my sister's. She wanted me to you know be more free around my family and she believed my sisters would take it well and to be fair so did i i never expected something bad from my sisters uh so i came out to them fairly simply and it was lovely as i expected it to be and uh, then my big sister asked me if it was okay to tell her husband and she did and then a little later they both asked if it was okay to tell their children, because it felt weird talking about me in code around them. And I said, yeah, of course. They, they, they've got four daughters. Um, and they did this thing where, oh, um, you, we, like they called the family together. It was like, okay, we have something important to talk about. And they said my uh, my, my, my dead name. And then they were like really scared, sat down, big eyes. And then they told me, told them, that I'm a woman and they were like that's it oh gosh we thought it was something serious <laughs> so yeah kids today are wonderful That's was like this is no big deal to them it's wonderful um so yes uh then it was time for my parents that was scary I started with my mother and she she was sad and a little um she was a little hard to get going but she wanted to I'm going to give her that it took a while for her to figure out how to react, but she did very positively. The thing that made me a little... I hmm, think that made me very sad is that she, I asked her specifically not to come up to dad because I want to do that in person and I want more people to be around because she's got a little bit of a conservative mindset about things. Um, and then one day mom said, said, oh, I just told him. No big deal. And it was a big deal for me. I broke down and was so scared. Uh, and my father was in denial for a while i think um for a long time he didn't He talked around it and he didn't want to mention it like it was kind of a weird situation but he's grown he has grown a lot he is really good now so, so is my mom now uh, and my aunts in 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 extension like my mom came out for me to my aunts as well even though i was not too. but like i'm gonna go past it I, I, certain things it's just, just no point lingering on. But like I said in another episode, don't out people without their consent, please. It's, it's always a bad idea. So it doesn't always lead to disaster, but it could, and that's enough for you to just don't do it. But it was all in all uh, a positive experience. The, per- the people around me that I had been slightly worried about, that I thought had some conservative leanings, no one apart from that second person back years ago uh, gave me like a, a, a flat-out negative experience which was lovely. I can't say that I I can get I can't guarantee for it's going to be like that for everyone, obviously, but it was good for me. Uh, And then I was in that situation for quite a while until eventually I thought, no, I got to change my name. I think it was a New Year's Year's resolution that this year has, I I cannot have my dead name at the end of this year officially on my paperwork. And so I did uh, talk to my boss who called in HR and I came out to them and they laid out a strategy to come out of work. It's a really big workplace. And, uh, I was really worried about it because there's a lot of young people there and young people today are really good, but there's a lot of cocky <laughs> young men around. Um, but I've had an overall wonderful experience in this, in this category. Like when it comes to coming out, that experience was good. My, my employer, uh, did manage that exemplary really well. Um, and here I am. Uh, I am out to the world, and I have been now since oh, for about half a year. And my life has never been better. Like there are obviously problems in my life, but now I'm facing them as me. So every problem that happens now is still a better life experience than my best days before. Like yes, struggling with horrible problems as me is much better than enjoying a party as someone else. And that's that's really nice whatever happens i'm me if something terrible happens next week uh and i die next week i will still have lived that week as me so i you know i'd rather live one week as myself than 50 years as someone else that's i guess what to take away from this and so friend who i didn't ask if i could say your name but yes friend who asked the question i hope that sheds some light on it and I hope you're happy to hear that my coming out um, was very positive in most ways, um, and very little. Uh, just the one just the one negative experience. unfortunately, that was so early and so unexpected that it kind of broke me for a while. but that just highlights that how wh- why we are scared because we never know who's going to have a bad reaction. So, yeah, handle us with care, please. We need it. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah. On the Facebook thing. Yes, I did. I did eventually um, uh, write an entry on Facebook coming out because I had already created my new account years prior uh, that was secret to others. And I just came out to everyone on Facebook saying, if you want to come along to my new account, send me a message. Uh, If not, you know what? Goodbye. I I have zero tolerance for transphobia. And a lot of people did come. And that was nice. Some people just thumbed up the message uh, which and didn't send a message, which means that so long tapping out, which was a little harsh, to, to be honest. But it is what I asked for, and yeah, like I said before, I did lose some people, but I kept the ones worth keeping, which is lovely. And that, that's that's the attitude you got to have coming out. Even in the best of times, you might lose some people. But the people you lose are the ones that didn't really care for you at all in the first place. If being trans is what breaks the camel's back for them. Like, I love you, but I can't love you now because you're... this just terrible. Like, what the heck? So yeah, the people you lose because of coming out are ones you shouldn't have wanted around in the first place. I know it's hard to see it that way. When you lose someone, it always hurts. But you'll get past it. As I have. And it's it's so much better on the other side. All right, back to the... I wanted to talk a bit more about the role-playing, because I do need some role-playing talk <laughs> in every episode. So um, my scald character, Tiriana, because um, it's a really interesting trans uh, angle to this character story, uh, because we created two characters whose goal it was to find each other again. However, Forbidden Lands is a very dangerous game, very lethal game. And my character died three sessions in, I think, or two. No, three sessions in. Um, And I never got to meet him. However, there are ways to resurrect people in this game. Even though it always comes with harsh, permanent consequences. There are ways. And and, um, Vidval, her friend, found out... My character's friend found out she was dead. And made it his personal quest to resurrect me. Which was very sweet. Uh, However... One thing they did, because I was ready. I was creating another character. I was ready to play another character. It was sad to lose her, but, you know, it it created a nice, sad story. But then I received a message saying that, all right, they are uh, resurrecting your character. Uh, Like, how are you reacting so he could game master it? Because I wasn't there for that session. Um, Now, a thing that happened, which is a little bit of a, a, wow, a a cluster. um, Because I have... I, I loved playing with that group um, and in retrospect it was great going on the journey with them uh, but something happened there that wasn't totally ideal and that is um the because of they used a sacrifice the sacrifice a civilian to resurrect me and the game has to throw like uh, a spanner in the works they earned them and um, uh, my character was resurrected in the body they sacrificed so um she was resurrected in a male body and because they didn't know i was trans they thought they thought i was a, a man playing a female character they thought this was just an interesting kind of angle to play off what they had done was like pushing my character into the same nightmare i'm living and i was like first of all i felt queasy and sick for a little while uh, but then i thought you know what I'm going to play along with this. I'm not going to stop. it. I'm not going to leave the character or leave the game. I'm going to I'm going to push through this because what they've done is create a dysphoria and if I pl- I'm going to play out this dysphoria hard and that will be an educational moment. They're going to cuz they will they're not going to look at the character the same way. Um and they're not going to look at me as a trans person telling them about dysphoria. They're going to notice a person who has their body radically changed and has a Negative reaction to that, and that negative reaction is informed by my own dysphoria. So this is going to be real educational. And the game has to pick up on this, and he he created a plot line where she could have her body back uh, through druidic magic, and we did that. And um, uh, that was a nice quest line. And tirana got her body back. Uh, she had to die again for it. She so had to take another toll on her soul, but we could play that out as well because it was worth it. And Also, Vidval, who had resurrected her, he had died shortly after, which had made her sad. But her quest to bring her body back also meant she could bring him back. And uh, that's when they properly met again, after having been separated, was when they were both resurrected and she got back to her body. And that was just a lovely, lovely scene. Now, she had consented to my character being in love with hers, um, but she... uh, she had not consented to just having, like, a loving relationship, but I was fine. I'll, I'll do this one-sided. Unrequited love is also a nice story. But she changed her mind somewhere along the line, and eventually these two characters ended up together, and it was super sweet and super lovely in a terrible world. Terrible things happened, and it's all lady will tragedy, but yes, I wanted to share this story where I tried to, like, I was trying to be me, as usual, playing a female character, uh, this is how I got to express some parts of myself that I had to hide when I was when I wasn't out and and that character was forced into having dysphoria and I played that out and I think the people around me, even though they didn't know I was trans, started realizing that, oh my gosh, we have done something horrible to this character and they started. It became an eye-opener, and then we had this quest line when she got to change back, and it was happy and wonderful, and so the people I came out to later, when when I, um, after the concert thing and I sent them a message of who I really was, things snapped back in, into place, uh, and what had happened with Tiriana was really close, not, not quite as close as the Vestmark thing, but like For my cis woman character to be turned into a trans woman having to transition magically again in a medieval world um, and playing out that dysphoria and despair, I think that helped them all understand us better. And I'm really happy that happened, even though when it first happened, I, I was floored. It was like, I felt sick. I felt sick to my stomach, but I decided to push through and make it an educational experience, and it turned out really well, and I'm really happy I did it. And even though it wasn't like, Game Masters, when you are to sprite, sprout a trance experience on someone, maybe check first. And and I know, this this group started before Session Zero, we are old, and we are not used to always having Session Zero. Session Zero is important, I always do it now. Because uh, I'm guilty of this myself. When I was trying to t- teach people about trans experiences, I actually had that in the game I gamas- game mastered once. And looking back, that should have also been checked before. So I am sorry about that. I am guilty of this. I did it from another perspective. I tried to teach people about my experience. But yeah, that person might have been trans and I might not have known. So yes. Um, always be careful with your players. I am not sorry this happened. But... It still shouldn't have. I you do it to someone, you might not have a positive reaction. They they might not um be feel up for pushing through it and this might be end up being a traumatic experience. This is kinda like the some of the people who outed me and it was okay. You never know in advance if it's okay. I'm happy this happened, but game masters of the world, take care. Be careful. Just just be nice to each other. Remember, when we play together Uh, We care about each other. They're dear friends. Make sure you're all safe together. And uh, yes, that was my coming out stories. And um, great. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.